here in America, the the racial um, turmoil. Yes, mm-hmm. and the police brutality. Like there were many days that I would just mm-hmm. have to take a break from work because it was just so much, and I would just cry, like just cry. And I know occasionally I would like call my mom or my mom would just happen to call me and you know I would just like I don't understand like why we're going through this like I don't understand why this just keeps happening why like we know so much and yet nothing has really changed and so my parents are boomers so they grew up during segregation they experienced segregation and in the south so of all people to probably talk to my parents were were really good to talk to because you know they kind of reminded me that we're making progress trust me we've made a lot of progress mm-hmm. welcome to we grown question mark i'm moya i'm sean i'm jess and first things first what's had you feeling grown what's had me feeling grown is being a substitute teacher at the school i volunteer at in the afternoons um, typically i teach one day a week and this week And I teach graphic art. I mean, you know, I do art stuff, so that's what I do. I teach graphic art one day a week, but this week the culinary person wasn't there. So I had to teach a culinary class. Um, First of all, I am not a culinary teacher, so (laughs) that was a stretch. But it really worked out well. We make cake pops because cake pops are really easy to make. I was just thinking about how you used to make those. Yeah, and so that's what we made. Uh, Like John and I made the cake before because it's only 45 minutes per class um and there are two classes so they made cake pops the first group it was with like six great girls and it was chaotic (laughs) it was there was cake everywhere icing was like on the doors like i was like i have no clue well it doesn't help that it's like 20 people 20 kids in there at once and i only had two cakes so it definitely was not enough cake um I should have portioned it out better. So by the time we got to the like 11th graders, it was much better. They um but they were stealing cake from like the younger ones. So that was that was a trial that we went through. Like I went to go get the younger cake and I was like, "Oh, like let me go get y'all cake now." And then I opened it and I was like, "Where's the cake?" And then I like look over and all of them were just like And I was like Y'all stole my cake. So now I'm trying to work with nothing. Um, So then the next day I had the boys. And I was way more structured with that. So it went better. Um, But the issue with the boys was they didn't really want to make cake pops. They just ate the cake. Exactly. Yeah. So it was like, Like, yeah. So they would start like, they were like, yeah, this is crumbled. And then they would start eating. And then it was like, oh, were we supposed to put the icing inside? And then they would like eat the icing. And then they were like, I need another (laughs) cake. I was like, well, dang. So, uh, but it was tiring because I'm usually only there one day a week and I was there three days a week this week. Ooh, from one to three. Yeah, I can imagine. Yes. So, yeah. So, and usually my group, I have like eight people. Mm -hmm. So from me going from eight people to like 20 per session is a lot. Yeah. And that had me feeling grown. Mm Mm-hmm. And you had that energy. I did not. Like, I got home, like, <laughs> need me a bath. <laughs> Soak your bath. worries away. Listen. I ain't taking it, though. Kids are stressful. They were. You Especially said they were? They were. Oh. They were. 
I mean, the boy, it was much easier with the boys. And they were just way more calm than the girls were, which I was a little surprised by. Because the last time I helped out with culinary, the boys were way more rowdy than the girls. But this time, I was just like, I think it was just because it was cake. And they were yeah, like, like, oh, it's already made. And they're like, this cake is it. Mm-hmm. So You think it was the order you did them? Like you just knew what you were doing when you got to the boys? Or you just think the girls were out? The girls are definitely true. just more rowdy. Like rambunctious. Well, so the girls typically you can't have like sixth grade girls and then or like the middle school girls and high school girls in there at the same time because then they just fight. Um, and the boys you know, <laughs> in the world, <laughs> not like physically, they argue like back mm-hmm. and forth. Um, because some of them are siblings, so they just go back and forth. Ah, yeah. Um, but with the boys, you don't get that. Like you might get boys wrestling. Like two of them might wrestle, but that's not as interruptive as them fighting and arguing Mm -hmm. because it's not like one on one arguing it's like table against table arguing versus one boy wrestling one boy yeah and then the boys they get tired of wrestling and then that's it Mm -hmm. girls don't get tired of arguing it's like oh it's still going oh y'all still going (laughs) so y'all not gonna finish this cake pop so yeah Mm -hmm. that's what happened feeling that's crazy. I know. I know it's not something that's probably relatable to everybody, but so I volunteered a, for a while with kids, and it's not for me. <laughs> it's not for me. I can't do it because I'm always at the point where I'm like, y'all don't want to listen. You know, I don't have to be here, right? So I'll be like, all right, well, guess this is over. And that's when they'll be like, oh, she's not joking. Mm-hmm. So I always threaten that I'm going to leave, and then y'all not going to have nothing. <laughs> that's always my go-to i've done that like i'm like yeah all right you're wasting my time just go yeah. and they're Sometimes like but i don't take... want to leave yeah that's and I'm they, like... they they understand i think at that age if you're doing like fifth grade and up they understand like okay this person is doing us a favor and they look like they are getting to the point where they don't care no more and we don't they don't like people not caring about them yeah mm-hmm. because they oh, may yeah. be going through that already at home so when somebody's like volunteering they're more like Okay, maybe I shouldn't stress them out. But if yeah. you're the type of teacher where you just let them stress you out and you never say anything, they'll just keep stressing you out. Yeah. And then this mm-hmm. one, this one's a little different because the school, they like live at the school. So like mm-hmm. they eat there, they mm-hmm. sleep there. So then this is like their outlet. So for me, I have to like, I try not to be disciplinary with them like that. Like I let them enjoy their yeah. time because i'm yeah. like this is your time to have fun so it's like as long as you're not like i mean they cuss but like as long as you, you ain't cussing at me i don't allow uh like f-bombs so i'm like hey hey, hey, hey. Right. <laughs> all right i mean but they'll definitely be wrestling do they just class. leave you in there by yourself no like there's a, a person okay okay as well that's so. good yeah kids be tiring listen i i used to teach dance to like two and three year olds. Mm-mm. Oh no! Tap and ballet. <laughs> I mean, you can imagine how tap goes, but I I really did enjoy it though, because it's like they're they're all unique and they're all developing their own musicality. But as an adult, like now, I I don't know if I could do work, volunteer work after work when yeah, yeah it gets that's to be just me a lot. I mean, but I enjoy it. I mean, it's fun to do. I mean, it's it's great to see 
like my art class, they are, they thrive. So I'm like, oh, it's great watching them. Um, the culinary ones, they do really well too. Mm -hmm. So like with them, <clears throat> the first, like, uh, the instructor had them make guacamole. So they were just like, this is weird. Like, this is some white people stuff. <laughs> and then it was like, yeah, yeah right. like, let's try it. And like, that was the first time they had avocado and guacamole and they loved it. Mm -hmm. So it's really cool to watch them like expand their palate. Yeah. So they know like, oh, this is where you taste sweet. This mm -hmm. is like umami. This is where you taste this. And I'm like, that's crazy that y'all know this now. And it's really cool to watch. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love that. I love that. I just shout out to all the teachers out there, especially teachers with kids, because it's teacher appreciation. Well, by the time this comes up, it would have long gone. Yes. But next week, it's teacher appreciation. Awesome. We appreciate you, teachers. You make us who we are. We need you. We really do. We Keep doing you. Please, yes. Mm -hmm. Also, to the government, whoever's in power that may be watching this, even if you're secretly <laughs> watching it, pay them more. Yes. I agree. I second that. Yeah, for real. Like <laughs> in motion. <laughs> Stamp it immediately. <laughs> we command you. Do it now. Okay, all right. I'm done. It's a podcast. It's a video. And more. Okay. So, moving in today's topic, uh, we're going to be talking about Quarantine Be Hard. So, this is chapter nine of the book, uh, Marriage Be Hard, by Melissa and Kevin Fredericks. And um, in chapter nine, they talked about how quarantine proceeded for them, how that kind of affected their marriage and their family dynamic, um, some things that were revealed. Um, I think a lot of people kind of realized you know, when we were all kind of mandated to stay at home, um, how things changed and not only just that, but just the rhythm that you had, how that kind of had you disconnected in a sense, or just a little bit, like you're not as in, involved with somebody when you're not in the same house as them 24 seven for the foreseeable future, you know? So they talked about how, um, they had busy schedules beforehand. They had their touch points and their, you know, relationships and how they could kind of either gloss over problems or just be like, oh, well, forget it because, you know, life keeps happening and it's going. So therefore we don't even need to re talk about it or bring it back up until it becomes a problem. But then when you're stuck at home, everything's a problem. Mm -hmm. <laughs> even the small problems become huge problems. So they kind of talk about that in the chapter. Um, so with that, I would love for us to discuss how did quarantine happen for you? Like what about quarantine did you like, dislike, um, what were some lessons learned about you and your relationship, et cetera? Sorry, that was a lot of questions. I can start. Um, quarantine. So quarantine is what? 2020? Yeah. Starting. So March, 2020 March. about March, 2020, I had a baby. She would have been maybe six months. Yeah, six yeah, months. She was, she was yeah. new. Yeah, because she was, yeah. Yeah, so six about months. six months and maybe maybe a week into quarantine, I found out I was pregnant with my next baby. <laughs> and so, um, I don't know. I think I really like quarantine because I am an introvert and I thrive on just 
being in my own space, but I like certain people to be in that space with me. Not all the time, but like, here, mm-hmm. you can come into my space. We don't have to go anywhere. Um, and my husband is, he is, he's an extrovert, but in doses. Um, so he will, he will actually, and we saw it in quarantine where he wasn't getting enough social interaction mm-hmm. and he was tired of seeing us like me and the baby every day, all day. <laughs> and I'd be like, you don't want to sit with us? And he's like, I sit with y'all every day. <laughs> like, can I go downstairs? And then like, he, he also didn't have friends here. So it was the whole, I'm, I was already by myself. Now I really can't see my friends. Like, but you weren't seeing them anyway. I don't understand. <laughs> and so it was like, he was having like this, I, w- I don't want to call it a crisis, but he just felt like he was stuck. And he doesn't like feeling stuck or like feeling like he's imprisoned in something. Um, Yeah. So I love quarantine. I liked working from home. I like being able to like look around and just see my daughter doing whatever she was doing. Um, We had Mama Coleman with us. So she was there, which again, my husband wasn't really feeling that, but we still had someone to had needed someone to watch the kid while we were working the whole time. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. She Just about. she pretty much, she was there before, wait, was she? I think she was there before quarantine started at maybe. Um, but throughout the entire uh, quarantine up until like January of this year, because my kids just started daycare this, no, last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because this year just started. So last year is when they started daycare. Um, yeah, it was great. The only thing I didn't like was having to go to the doctor's appointments by myself because with our mm. first kid, I made him go to everything. Mm. Like, you gonna come to this. <laughs> you gonna be daddy mm-hmm. Like, I don't want these people thinking I'm a single mother. You better come on. This is why I say Moya was like my mom. My mom verbatim said the same thing. Like, you gonna come with me to every appointment. You're not gonna have me going to these appointments looking like a single mother. Yes. Literally verbatim <laughs> what my mom said. <laughs> I I don't know. It's just a, it's just a, you're black. You're going yeah, into spaces with white people who are going to look at you a certain and type of way. You. Nah, I got a husband. Don't worry about me. Like, and also I look young. So when I walk into spaces, people are just like, okay, teen pregnancy, like what's wrong with her? So that's how I felt the entire time going to appointments on quarantine. Cause people would talk to me like, Oh, how old are you? Or is this your first kid? I'm like, girl, mind your business. First of all, and second of all, no. And I got a husband. <laughs> like, and mind your business, the doctor. Like, <laughs> I'm trying to help. Uh, mostly the little people that do the ultrasounds, because oh, yeah, yeah. they don't they don't necessarily know yeah. you, and they alternate. Um, but I would always go in there like, can I call my husband? Just to get it out the way. I don't need you asking me no questions because I already know you're going to ask me. <laughs> and they're like, oh, okay. Because you weren't allowed to video, which, again, weird. Like, why can't I video my own stuff? But I could mm. I could call him and have him on video. I just couldn't record. Mm, um, gotcha. Yeah. But, yeah, it was – I thought it was fun. I liked it. I don't think I had any, like, real negatives besides the – appointments by myself Hmm. by the time it was time to have my son we had to get covid tested and i think i got covid tested the day before (laughs) the day before i went to labor so the results didn't come in and then i had to do another test like while i was in labor and i'm like y'all really about to stick something to my nose right now (laughs) (laughs) no you better hold that baby (laughs) they basically were like 
well, we don't know if we're going to have to separate you from the baby. So we have to do a rapid test before we can like fully in process you. So I'm Mm. sitting here having contractions. I was four centimeters already. And the guy is trying to stick something to my nose. (laughs) Like this is a lot. (laughs) <laughs> this is too much um but yeah my husband i don't even think my husband got covid tested so i was just like why y'all worry about me if i got it he got it why didn't y'all just test him he wasn't yeah. going through anything <laughs> the whole situation was just a mess because he didn't get covid tested he didn't have to you could only bring in one person so he was the one that came with me but i'm like how y'all know he didn't have it Y'all going to give me the baby and he going to be in here too. Everybody should get COVID tested. Yeah. But I was mm-hmm. mad about it. And I'm still mad about it. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> um, But yeah, it was just a, I think what they were planning to do, if you did have COVID, maybe you had to wear a mask and then they immediately take the baby or I don't know. I don't know what the procedure would have been. Luckily we were negative. Because mm, COVID ain't stopping the baby coming. It's nope. not. That baby nope. coming regardless. No. Mm. They may have had... I don't know what they would have to do, because I don't know if you can transfer COVID, like, through the womb. So when it comes out, does it already have COVID if you have COVID? Or... Never actually mm-hmm. looked it up. Hmm. But I know the thing... One of the things was just making sure the baby had the antibodies after a certain point. So if you did have COVID and you recovered, then they were like, okay, your child will likely have the antibodies for COVID once they're born. And then once we had the vaccine, that was another thing that people were kind of like going back and forth about. But the main thing was just making sure that the babies had like the antibodies to fight it off. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, yeah. Um, before COVID, I mean, COVID was COVID quarantine. Um, quarantine was, it was such a change for me um, <laughs> because, you know, we were going out, we were traveling every month. Um, to a different country, we were out and about moving. So I think that January, the end of January, we went to Austria. Twenty twenty. Okay. Yeah. So the end of January, we went to Austria and we did the snow sledding trip. Um. Yeah, we did this like snow sledding. It was like eight and a half miles down a mountain. Um. In the daytime, and then at nighttime, it was lit up. Uh, poorly, but it was lit, and it was lit. It's lit. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of fun. We really enjoyed. So then, you know, February came around, and things started to get a little like, oh shoot, like what's going on? Uh, but we were still trying to plan a trip. So I think we were like trying to go to Spain at the time, and I was like, I'm about to just book these tickets. Um, I had already booked our Thailand trip that we were planning, Bruh. so we were like ready. And then March came around, and then we were just at home. And it was tough because I am a social person. Mm-hmm. And, like, at first it was fine. You know, me and John were playing games and stuff. And then I'm like, <laughs> yeah, playing games. I was, like, I was doing different drawings. I was drawing, like, I did a self-portrait challenge. Maybe I did that later. But I did, like comics or i did the self-portrait channels first i think so it was like me and a different character like every day so that would take time so it's like all right that was like four to five hours now what like play a game with me and then uh you know i was i was baking different things john sat on the couch and watched tv for months (laughs) like like me (laughs) he did not move and i was and like i would get so frustrated like be productive do something <laughs> like i was cooking i was like i'm gonna bake i'm gonna learn something new um we weren't allowed i, mean, I was in europe too so it was where was it yeah whatever um 
it was a little different like our and i'll get into that soon so it was a little bit different than what it was here in the u.s um like with exercising and stuff like we got like 30 minutes to go outside to exercise so usually like well, let me go do this power walk real quick try and make it as far as i can 15 minutes and see if i can make it back in 15 minutes um how are they regulating oh police were out and about <laughs> that's crazy yeah. like i would have to go to work sometimes um and i had to carry a letter with me that like i'm a, i'm authorized to go to work and... but you know they kind of did that here too though did certain, they? yeah certain well i know the counties that i was in they did that because my boss had to issue a letter for mm-hmm. us to be able to come into the office in case we were pulled over or anything. And people were like, where are you mm-hmm. going or something? Yep. It wasn't as stringent, I don't think, as y'all's. But oh, yeah. Ours was, it was crazy. We um, did have letters. Even, like, getting into the grocery stores. Like, you had to be in line, like, I remember 15 that. people in at a time. Mm-hmm. The lines were, like, ridiculously long. Mm-hmm. There were, like, age times for people to go. Like, mm-hmm. this we age can go too. at this time. And it was just, it was wild. Um, but like, I would just, I was trying to be so productive. Like I was like, all right, I'm going to work on my resume. Let me, I'm that routine thing really, really helped me. Cause I was like this at this time I work out. So then it's like, all right, I'm working out. And then John's like watching TV and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> do something else. Besides, like I would get so mad just seeing him sit there and he's like, Sean, I am happy just sitting here. And I was like, I know, but I'm not happy <laughs> watching you just sit here. Like be productive. Like go um, just. <laughs> yeah and i'll just like like go draw go paint go do something but i did so many projects then um that is a very much me thing to do but a big thing that i did during not a big thing this sounds so like it's so much more than what it was i bought the sims for <laughs> Bruh, i had a problem with that game over quarantine yeah, i played the sims so much so like Bruh. that was my time where like i would get up oh i was I was so mad this one. So I would play The Sims and John was like, I don't know. And we only had one TV. So John was like, stop playing The Sims. Like, I want to watch TV. And I was like, I'm I'm busy. Like, I'm I'm playing the game. Like, you have to go somewhere else. Like, you can watch TV when I work out or whatever when I'm doing this. So then, like, I would play The Sims and John would just be like, this game is so stupid. Like, I just don't understand what's the point. Like, it's so dumb. And I was like, whatever. And then I remember one day. I woke up, John wasn't there. Usually I wake up and I play The Sims. I woke up and I look, I go downstairs and John is playing The Sims. <laughs> and I was like, what time did you wake up? And he's like, oh, like 30 minutes ago. And I was like, oh, okay, like, well, what time? And he's like, oh, like six. I was like, it's 11. <laughs> and he's like, no. That's how the game be. No, it's mm-hmm. not. And I'm like, it's 11 o'clock. Mm-hmm. So then I was like, that's fine. I'll do whatever. So then I like leave, I come back and I was like, John, it's five o'clock. <laughs> like, he's still in the game. He's like, I don't understand why my house isn't looking the way it's supposed to look. And I'm like, get up. <laughs> but I was mad because I was like, this is my game. And then I didn't get to play because John took over. And I was like, I can't have nothing. Um, but we started like, they started to ease up. So we started to go out and about. Um, but it, the biggest thing I would say for our relationship, it was just like learning to, like one, I had to like learn to accept John just sitting there watching TV and that that made him happy and that being productive wasn't necessarily everybody's thing to do because mm-hmm. um, he was fine just doing that. But for me, I needed to be able to do stuff um, and he was fully understanding of that. 
Um, but outside of my relationship, I got to talk to y'all like every day. And that was great because I kind of started up like those like <laughs> daily calls because I wasn't I wasn't talking to y'all as much because I was always gone. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, I was, I was out and about. Yeah. Like out and about in England, traveling the world, mm-hmm. doing something. So it was like and then, you know, there's a time difference. So whenever I'd be like, all right, like this is the time to call. Y'all be at work or whatever. And then it's like y'all would call. And I'm like, it's 10 o'clock. I'm going to bed. Like. <laughs> or Mm -hmm. whatever so that was something but um also quarantine wise like it was just crazy like when we were like we went back to the states and then went like the amount of testing we had to do like we had to test um before we got on our plane uh which was okay but the tests were so expensive it was like a hundred bucks per person Mm -hmm. um so we had to test before we got on the plane. We had to test when we got to the U.S. We had to test before we got on the plane. We had to test day zero. Like right when we got back to England, we weren't allowed to leave the house for 14 days. You had to test again on day 10. And all of these tests, we had to pay $100 per each test. Good um, night. But they were like, when we got there, they would like you could not leave, and they would make sure you were like at home. So there would be times where you would like, all right, like you would get a phone call, and it's like, oh, who's calling? Like, hey, like we're just making sure you're at home, and you're like, yeah, I'm at home. They would knock on your door, and we're like, oh, okay, we just had to make sure you were actually here. Mm-mm. And I was like, oh, okay. Wow. The only thing you were allowed to do was walk to the mailbox to mail your. uh PCR test and they would be like like because people would try and go to like the furthest mailbox like like, this is the one they're like this is your closest mailbox like that gentleman will already have it on there I'm like wow so yeah that is so strict wow oh boy um quarantine for me uh it's mixed I enjoyed having so much time to myself um because literally that february my roommate at the time uh and we had been living together for maybe like four-ish years four or five four four, three or four years i want to say four years though um so she had just moved out and like maybe two or three weeks after she moved out they were like we're shutting everything down um i had started my job you know, uh, maybe 2018 or so. And I remember asking for work from home and my boss was like, we don't do that here. Or (laughs) at least in his office yet, there was still somebody in there that used to work anyway. Um, yeah. So I was like, oh, well with this quarantine thing coming, we probably need to prepare. Ignored it up until literally the week before. And even the week before he was like, we're only going to shut down if it's mandated. And I'm like, well, I'm not getting sick, so we gonna figure this out. Got everything together. We're locked down. I am an introvert by nature, so I enjoyed having so much me time, especially because in 2019, I was literally always out of my house. Like, I was just all over the place, going out, hanging out with friends, partying, if you will, church, like... 
<laughs> partying in church. Yes. <laughs> and it was a very real thing for me. And I had, I loved it. I loved it. I loved my life Beyonce for me. Beyonce church girl. Yes. I really was that church girl. She sang that song just for me. Um, But yeah, it was, it was fun. Like one of my things used to be salsa dancing. Like that was probably like my routine. Every Friday night we would go salsa dancing. Uh, Saturday mornings would be go, go out, go running with my run group. Uh, we might do brunch after that. Then we might all go somewhere, you know, that evening, that night. And then Sunday was church and then brunch after church and then maybe something else that Sunday. And then during the week, oh, we might have a group meeting or like an event to go to. Go to that. Um, yeah. So it was just like I was so used to always go, 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 go so much that when I was just forced to sit in the house, I was just like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. Um, I had a stint with The Sims. I downloaded it on my phone, which was the worst decision mm-hmm. I had probably ever made. At least that thing will die. <laughs> PS4 ain't die. I because I live by my phone, like I have to have my phone for my medication. My phone was always on, so I always had access to this game. I think I might have put a timer on it. I think I might have. But I was spending real, real life money in that game. Mm-mm, not real oh, money. Oh, I bought like, I bought the expansion. Yes, packs. exactly. Like, I, I was buying expansion packs. One, like yes. holidays. Yeah, I, I was like, I need more money. I need well, more money. I so gotta build up, the house I want. Did you buy it on the phone? Yeah. Oh, so like there was a free download for like whatever PS Plus. So that's how we got like Dang. just PlayStation Four, um, like The Sims Four on it, and then I was like, cool. But we need the expansion packs now. Like, Bruh. we need to do more. I have barred myself from ever downloading that game again. Like, oh, not me. I was really, really bad. Like, and same with John. Like, it would be hours just gone. Like, I don't want to say I'm, I don't think I pulled any all-nighters on it. But I would be up late playing that game. Like, me too. That up game. late. Free time on that game. Um, You know it's bad when you start dreaming. Like Bruh. The Sims, like Bruh. when you're dreaming, and then it's like, let me fast forward this real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, wild. So yeah, I had to bar myself on that thing. Um, I think we might have started our calls a little bit before the summer. Um, so I what I well anyway, I what I tried to do was create a routine for myself. Um, after maybe like the first couple of weeks in, because I'm like, this is just going to be life for now. So I would spend most of my weekends with my parents. I made sure like my bubble was small. Like, you know, you have your quarantine crew where, you know, you visit these people because either they don't leave their house or they're working from home. So my parents was definitely on the list. And then, uh, Moyo and Marcus, they were on the list. Um, and I think anybody else. Oh, I did have a friend that would come visit me. Like she would come uh, drive down and come visit me and just chill at my house. And so like that was my interaction. Like I didn't really miss people per se um, because I was able to like reach out to people on my phone or do a call or I already had planned out like how I was going to get to them and when I was going to get to them. Um, what else? That was hard. You said what? It was hard. Did you do any like creative stuff? Um, I tried to be more intentional about like my foodie page, my foodie IG page. And then I had my 
life-altering event happen during the pandemic and that really just changed me and like just I don't know a lot of things changed after that and so it's just it was just different like um but before that before that let me back up before that I think there was a point friend visiting we had a routine we were working out mm-hmm. yeah I think we were working were we working out before you found out that you were pregnant yeah or? okay so well, we were working out when I was pregnant with joyous too and then we were work. I think we were because I was trying to make sure that I was fit enough because oh yeah I was yeah, yeah, do- yeah 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 so we had like our lunchtime workouts which we still kind of do now we still have our lunchtime calls we still do our lunchtime calls every day um just about every day for the most part but during quarantine it was like every day lunchtime we're gonna do a workout together um I have a couple like screen records (laughs) of us doing workouts because it was just I really loved the community that we kind of built by doing that it was helpful for me to kind of move my body more um because I wasn't able to like go out running I couldn't meet up with my run group Um, and so having just like that intentionality of, okay, I know every day at noon, I'm going to be working out. That was cool. Um, I had trips planned. That's what I was forgetting. Yes, you did. I I had trips planned. I was going to meet up. We were, we were going to meet up in Luxembourg, I believe. Yes. So I was supposed to go to Thailand, uh, and I was supposed to go to Luxembourg and I also was supposed to go to... The Netherlands, I believe. Yeah, I don't think that's Yeah. I had a lot of a lot of trips planned. And so to mourn the fact that I was not gonna go on all of these trips that I was so excited to go on was was hard. Um, especially because like I'm a person like I kinda like to travel. I think the pandemic has shown me that I don't really like to travel, at least post-pandemic. Post-pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, I am more aware of germs because literally in December, I had bought a face mask to be on the plane because I had planned to be flying to Thailand, flying to Luxembourg, flying to Switzerland and all these other places. So I had like bought a, a mask to wear on the plane because I've always felt like planes were disgusting and dirty. So the pandemic hit. I was like, well, I guess I'm ahead of the curve with my face mask. And so, yeah, you just kind of, I think everybody, the whole world kind of realized how dirty everybody was. Like people coming to work sick when you can, that's literally how you spread germs. People Mm -hmm. not washing their Mm -hmm. hands or not knowing how to properly wash their hands. Um, Businesses not sanitizing commonly touched surfaces. Um, stuff like that. Like, I'm glad that stuff came out of it. I didn't like the, the fear and the anxiety of everything that was going on in the world outside of, you know, our little bubble of like not knowing Mm -hmm. if somebody had COVID, not knowing if your loved ones were going to make it, not knowing, um, especially with here in America, the, the racial, um, turmoil yes Mm -hmm. and the police brutality like there were many days that i would just Mm -hmm. have to take a break 
from work because it was just so much and I would just cry, like just cry. And I know occasionally I would like call my mom or my mom would just happen to call me and, you know, I would just like, I don't understand like why we're going through this. Like, I don't understand why this just keeps happening. Why? Like we know so much and yet nothing has really changed. And so my parents are boomers. So they grew up during segregation. They experienced segregation and in the South. So of all people to probably talk to, my parents were were really good to talk to because, you know, they kind of reminded me that we're making progress. Trust me, we've made a lot of progress. Mm-hmm. Like we've made a lot of progress, but we still have to keep um, working towards progress. And that comes with legislation that comes with having conversations with people. Um, it comes through, you know, relationships and because we're faith based, it comes through prayer as well. So trying to hold on to those things in the midst of that was helpful mm-hmm. because Honestly, it just felt like I was just swimming in the abyss sometimes, like just seeing the news and just having to like turn off social media, especially because people freely post these videos of you seeing someone's last moments and they just be brutal moments. That was hard. Mm -hmm. Um, Something that good came out, met my husband or we started talking because literally there was nothing else to do, but... (laughs) But text and talk on the phone. So we would talk for hours. And I don't think I've ever really had somebody that I could, like, maintain a conversation with for, like, eight hours. Like, there was one night we were literally on the phone for eight hours. Um, So that was really awesome because we really got to know each other as friends. Because um, we both were really sure of each other at first. Mm. So that was cool, like, getting to know each other as friends, build our friendship. Then we tried our trip that twenty that year twenty twenty. We went to um the mountains, just us, um, and y'all and the baby. And that's really where we got to have our in person kind of uh face to face conversations. And because he was a essential worker, like his schedule was crazy and us meeting up in person wasn't always the safest sometimes. So we kind of tried our best to navigate that on the phone. Um, this is a long story. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> it's fine. But yeah, uh, quarantine was mixed, mixed feelings for me, but out of it, I got a, I got a wedding. I got a husband. Mm-hmm. So that was cool. That was great. I'm glad you brought up the, like the racial tension that was going across um the u.s because it, it it trickled that went like i mean it was worldwide yes we were definitely yeah feeling it there too you know there were definitely protests in england as well um that we participated in uh and i remember like i was i was me and a co-worker we were doing like race talks at work because we're part of the diversity council mm-hmm. so just trying to inform people so we were doing like book clubs like uh so you want to talk about race and it was wild um very informative it was interesting to hear how other people thought Mm -hmm. um, especially because you know how people were so vocal on social media um and just so bold um and just like flat out you saw just like flat out racism yes during that time yeah it was just mind-blowing um but then you also were able to see like 
you know, everybody come together and then fight for a cause that they believe in. So yeah. that was something that was really nice to see during quarantine. Yeah. Yeah. I think they, they did talk about that in the book, like feeling like mm-hmm. with all, with everything else that was going on, then on top of that, having the whole racial issues and um, police brutality, like they still were like, okay, we're risking it all because we need to take a yes. stand mm-hmm. and we need mm-hmm. to make sure that people know that we aren't afraid and we are like fighting for something. Yeah. Knowing that this illness that's going around is killing people. Um, and some people sometimes try to minimize that. They're like, Oh, mm-hmm. I mean, it only kills this percent of people, but that's a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 1% is a lot. Um, no matter how you look at it, mm-hmm. when it comes to, the entire population. Mm-hmm. You're not talking about 1% of just this room, like the entire population. So risking people risking their lives and going out there and being like, I'm going to take a stand. I'm going to make sure that yeah. this is known. And even those that were doing it on social media, I know people were either being attacked for not standing up, like, Oh, you're a social media person, person now, but you're, mm-hmm. you haven't said anything about this. Yeah. But if it was, if it was a beauty thing or something else, you'd be the first one speaking. So I think people were get, were forcing others to take accountability for mm-hmm. the platforms that they had. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think for our podcast, we don't talk about these type of things live because we also don't, yeah. we don't record in a fashion that would allow for that. Um, but just, I think making sure that people understand that we're not oblivious to it. Like, we're living life like everybody else is living life. We may not talk about it directly all the time, yeah. but there's always something mm-hmm. going on and there's always a fight to be had. Um, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we're, everybody's trying to do what they can do. Yeah. And we're all, we talked about in the last episode, parenting, like we either already have kids or are planning to bring kids or nurture kids in this world and understanding that, they are going to have to deal with it too. Like it doesn't yeah. end at us. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's kind of the whole reason I'm even at the school, you know, it's just to help. I mean, for me, it's to give them like a different output. I mm-hmm. mean, like it's just to help them give them creative outputs, whether that's, you know, dance, writing, graphics, mm-hmm. um, so that they can express themselves in a different way. And it just gives them also like a different person to kind of look at. Yeah. Um, so it's been. Yeah. I will say quarantine wise, like uh, creativity wise, like I was like booming. Um, just like whether it's food, like art, yeah. like different projects. That was the time. And I think worldwide, it was just huge for people to be able yeah. to people express themselves yeah. and just like show a whole different side of them. So that loved that yeah I think it was cool seeing people's projects and the things that they were working on I think I have I'm not a person that has regrets a lot and I feel like that's probably maybe one of the few regrets that I might have is that I didn't practice some of the things I may have wanted to um or get better at skills or try new skills that I wanted to but I did I think I did get better with cooking even I just didn't post it as much as I used to that was definitely like one of the biggest changes yeah quarantine i think is what started my routineness like okay yeah. this time to this time i do this yes. this time to do this time i do that and then having 
like the two under two for a portion of that. Child. I was just like, all right, these people need to be asleep <laughs> so that I can do other things. And just being intentional with my husband, like, okay, we have to make sure we're carving out time for each other because we're just, we're we're together, but we're not together. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And trying not to lose that while we're stuck in the house like it feels like we're stuck in the house together we're spending a lot of time together but you're not like it's not the same as when you got to miss each other and you come back and you tell each other Mm -hmm. about your day it's like i've seen you all day you ain't do nothing that i didn't see so how do you how do you then like come back together and um discuss with each other and have these little fun dates i think we did like a movie night thing because i was like okay we need to do something but i'm not going to nobody movies and my husband loves movies so i did like a movie night down in his in his man cave and we had taco well nachos and we had the popcorn and i bought like the candy from the dollar store well that's what people were posting so i was like yes we're doing this too yeah (laughs) um Mm -hmm. so yeah it was really cute and then it was just it was just fun like trying to think of creative ways to spend time with each other Mm -hmm. yeah um without having to go out and not necessarily spending a bunch of money like we did massages but just you give me a massage i give you a massage like this is a planned thing right mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. Um, but yeah it was i think we were doing a lot more like i would call it cute stuff we might need to bring some of that back because yeah. now life is life is back to normal ish yeah. yeah and i don't know it's you lose some of that when you are now back, back into the world yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's very true. And just being tired, and like you work all day, then you come home Child. and you do X, Y, and Z. You eat dinner. It's like take a bath, go to sleep, do mm-hmm. it all again tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Sign us right on up. <laughs> yeah. I, go ahead. Well, routine wise, like I would, <laughs> like you know, everybody was just wearing like whatever house clothes, mm-hmm. but I would have like, oh well, let me change into exercise clothes. Then I would like put my exercise clothes, and then it's like, okay, back to my house clothes. Now. <laughs> and I was like, that joint was still exercise clothes, but it was just like my house exercise clothes. But I will say, <laughs> this sounds so bad. Um, you know, like when you wear your shoes and then your foot gets kind of messed up. I was like, my toenails were thriving. <laughs> Not toenails. <laughs> like I was like, dang, look, the color changed and all. I was like, they were looking real nice then, and I was. This whole time I just thought that, yeah, I was like, this whole time I just thought my feet. I mean, I got pretty feet, so if you wanna mm-hmm. uh, like, subscribe, comment about them, let me know. I mean, I can send you some if you send me some money too. But, <laughs> Come on, feet pics, like, and uh-huh, you know, <laughs> sponsored by Sean's feet. Uh-huh, only feet. <laughs> but uh, they were they were looking so great back then. That and might I always, be a thing. It, it definitely is. Like, I think shoes might just be tighter. Because um, I remember yeah. I've seen people's feet. And, you know, it's like, oh, it's weird that everybody has this, like, on your little toe or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then when I stopped wearing shoes and, then, you know, months later, I was like, dang, that's not just how it looks. <laughs> that's like with flip-flops. That's why I stopped wearing thonged flip-flops because you have a permanent, like, your yeah. toes do this. Ooh, your toes do that now. And so I stopped wearing them. So, like, my toes aren't like this per se but it's at least a little smaller mm. but people who wear thong flip-flops you have a permanent like separation toes just you know? be wide do do <laughs> hmm. but i do i've i've had and i think during quarantine it might have went away because i've always had bad eczema on the bottom of my feet 
at least that's what they call in it. I don't know if that's what it really is. Since I was a child and it did clear up because I wasn't on my feet mm-hmm. and yeah, walking just... and doing all of that. And what I'm talking about is like when your like pinky toe is like a darker color than everybody gotta take their socks off and see. Just a, I mean, well, maybe it's if you have wide feet or something. I don't know. I don't know. I I think that was one thing that I think a lot of people probably discovered was like you noticed a lot more things about your body and yourself because you were finally slowed down enough to like yeah to acknowledge re- it. Yeah, I know that's when I realized I, or maybe my body just changed that I was developing a something with coffee. Like I was a coffee head. Like I had all the ways you could make a coffee. Like the mocha pot, the uh, thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, the 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 French press. Um, I think the only one I didn't have was the the slow drip one. But yeah, I loved coffee. I love the process of coffee. I love the smell of coffee. Oh, I still too. love the smell of coffee. The smell of coffee is so amazing. I can't do it anymore. I love it. It's if I drink coffee, I get a migraine. So smelling it. No, I can oh. smell it. And that's the thing. Like, if I smell it, I'm going to want it. Mm. So what I've been trying is just, like, watering it down. But even still, for some reason, coffee gives me a migraine. And, like, that's unfortunate. it didn't happen until the pandemic. So that's how I switched to tea. Um, but that, and then all of a sudden, I noticed, like, oh, around the time I'm ovulating, I'm going to get sick no matter what is happening. Like, I'm just going to be more inclined to feel nauseous about certain smells and foods and things like that. And I'm like, what the heck is going on with my body? And it's like, it's not necessarily your body. It's just, you're finally slowed down enough to realize. Yeah. So what I would think is just, Oh, maybe I ate something bad. It's like, Oh no, your period's about to come girl. Like you ovulating. But, um, yeah, I think I learned a lot more about how my body has changed, how my body, uh, works with different foods, especially, um, Got to try different vegan recipes and things like that. Uh, some of our like core go-to meals were meals that I started making during the mm-hmm. pandemic. Like when he would come uh, come down, I would make certain meals, and like for him, he's like, "That's what I want." Like, or this is what I want and to this day. Like, those are the meals we go to because I kind of honed and perfected them over mm-hmm. over quarantine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So we're an hour in. Okay. An hour. Yes. Well, we also started a little after. Not that. No. Not that much. <laughs> Ten minutes. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. So, how did the pandemic affect your marriage? Have we talked about that? I thought so. Kinda. Mm-hmm. No. Whatever. I mean, you got a marriage. Yeah. yeah. I I got a marriage out of it, so that was great. Ooh, I like this question. So if you were to go back into quarantine, what would you do differently before, during, and after? Before, I mean, are they saying that I I would know we're about to go into quarantine? I feel like that's what they're probably alluding to. Like, if I knew, I don't think I would do anything different necessarily. Like, um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I would do different. I don't know what I would do different. I think I did quarantine great and I loved it. <laughs> like, Honestly, I, I feel know. like I did too. Yeah. Like, I think it, it There's was There's nothing great. that I really, Ish. I mean, like what Jess said about doing more 
activities, but the only way I would have been able to do that is to not have both of my kids. Yeah, yeah. yeah and I yeah. don't think I would want to change that. I think yeah, I like having them how I had them because it gave me the opportunity to spend time with them for mm-hmm. a good amount of time before they had that. to go into daycare. Mm-hmm. If I would have waited and like did more, like just have this one kid and be able to do the sewing that I wanted to do and learn how to do whatever, then I wouldn't have my son. And mm-hmm. I like him. <laughs> 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 and I definitely wouldn't want, want to have him now. Like thinking about having to put my kid in daycare at three months because that's just what I would have had to do because I wouldn't have been able to not work. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have. I don't think I would have liked that. Yeah. Even when I put him in daycare, I still kind of was like, I wish I could give him a few more months because his sister got all this time. Yeah. But he's fine. Yeah. I think that helped some jobs kind of change their culture. Cause again, mm-hmm. my office was, we don't telework at all. And now they're, they're still more so flexible with working from home and depending on which department you in, you might be able to work 100% from home. So I think it definitely forced a lot of culture change for places, you know, because we had to. And now that we're moving back to some quote unquote normalcy, um, the hope is that more are okay with adopting that flexibility for sure. How about you? Anything you would change before, during, or after? I feel like we did a pretty good job at pacing ourselves during quarantine. Like we took time to be apart, um, but then we also took time to be together. You know, we worked out, I think we worked out twice a day during quarantine because it was like, well, we need something to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so we would try and do that and we kind of kept to that routine. So I would say we were good with that. Um, creativity wise, like I said, I feel like it was pretty booming. But like, what would I change? I don't know. It probably would have been nice to not been in across the country, I mean, across the world yeah from friends and family yeah but i mean that it is what it is like i feel like it would have been kind of similar in the states anyway i mean a little bit i would have been able to see my mom at least Mm -hmm. um but i did talk to her every day so it was something but i don't think i would change too much oh i would have had a second tv (laughs) (laughs) fair enough yes because fair enough we could have I could have played The Sims. John would have never got hooked. And then it would have been smooth sailing. <laughs> could have watched the shows in peace. Right. I did watch a lot of shows, too. I, a lot I of didn't shows. realize how many shows I watched until I was like, oh, I've seen that. Oh, I remember watching that. Oh, I see, did watch that. I'm like, dang, girl, how much TV did you watch? But yeah, mm-hmm. especially Everybody. being by yourself, like you just have the TV on in the background because who else is here? Yeah, we watched a lot of stuff too. Because yeah. now, when seasons are re, <laughs> new seasons are coming, I'm like, oh yeah, I guess we. Did I know, watch that. right? There was some show me and my husband were looking at. We we're like, it says we watched this. Do you remember? And I was like, I feel like I remember this. And he was like, okay, okay. And then this happened, and I was like, I mean, <laughs> maybe. maybe. <laughs> like I don't know. Right. And we Yo. just watched the the next season anyway because we're like, I mean, if we start it, we might figure it out. <laughs> it was so long ago. Yeah. And we binged it, so we were like, "I thought it was over." Mm-hmm. That was that part was binging was a thing. Oh was, yeah. Now so I wait for all the episodes to be out or enough that uh, I don't have to watch. I don't really like binging. 
Really? Surprisingly. Yeah. I don't like surprises, so I don't Well, like I don't it. like sitting for long periods, which is why I don't like... Fair. Like, when John wants to watch, he's like, let's watch three movies. And I'm like, <laughs> I can't sit here and watch three movies. But I, I, But it's weird, because I can sit there and watch... Three episodes of a TV show? Yeah, but typically I'll get up. Like, even during the show, like, I'll get up and it's like, oh, let me walk around the couch. And yeah. then it's like, mm-hmm. ha, 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 ha. Like, and then I'll sit back down and it's like, time for me to do some push-ups. And then it's like, yeah. Not push-ups. Right. Not while I'm watching TV. It's just, yeah. I have to do something. Like I, I usually am just scrolling a... on my phone or Yeah, something. that's what I usually do. I'll, I'll switch to my phone and still let the show run in the background. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why I, a lot of times I miss what's happening. But I'm like, get the gist of what y'all talking about. It's fine. <laughs> That's about. Well, that's when about I do it. that because I'll be like, "Oh wait, wait, rewind." Yeah, I don't do that. I can't stand when watching stuff with Jess because she will rewind. I'm like, we all are not paying attention. <laughs> do not rewind this because she'd be like, "What happened?" I don't know, but keep going. <laughs> we just not gonna know together. Yes, no. I cannot stand rewinding. Like I can't. I, I just I not love never that. Gonna know that's what, what happened. About regular TV. I can't rewind. Mm-mm. Get out. Give me that rewind. And sometimes I'll be like, rewind and put the captions on. Because I don't even understand what they just said. Mm-hmm. I can't stand yeah. rewinding. I think the one thing I might change, like I said, more activities probably. Do better with sewing. Oh, I did sew. Yeah. I made all those masks. I made I a too. lot of masks. A lot of people made masks. But it's still sewing. It is. It mm-hmm. is. Um... I did get a lot of stuff cleaned and cleared out at the house. So I was really proud of myself for that because what is currently my office was just a storage room. Like Mm. in the room where my husband has his stuff was just another storage room. Like I had no rhyme or reason to that room and I turned it into a meditation room before he moved in. And then I was kind of forced to make the other room uh, office because I needed a space to work versus just working in the living room. Um, so I was really proud of myself for like getting that stuff done. Um, and I don't know if it's ADHD thing, a hoarder thing. I don't know. It's very hard for me to get rid of stuff and clear stuff out. Um, and so I put stuff in rooms where I can close the door and never have to think about it or see it. <laughs> And so if I'm able to do that, then it's a good chance that it could go months, maybe years of just stuff piling up. So funny. being forced to like, okay, well, I'm home. I don't have an excuse. I don't have anywhere to go. I need to go through these things, throw them away, give them away, uh, you know, get rid of stuff. Just organize, organize was what's really good for me and, and healthy, a little a little hard, a little cathartic, because some of the stuff I keep is, like, stuff from years ago, but I have a memory attached to it. So mm. another reason why um, I think hoarding is – I won't claim I'm a hoarder, but it That's might true. be a little bit of a problem. John tried to fix that for me. He was like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to take a picture of it, and I'm going to throw it away. Oh, absolutely <laughs> not. Like, and then there you go. You got oh it forever. I was like – <laughs> I am throwaway queen. I don't she is. I don't anything. know how you do it. I throw it away so quick. I the only thing that I it. have been trying, and I watch, there was a reel or I don't know TikTok something that where the guy was like, "How long I'm supposed to keep this card for?" And they're like, 
I mean, I don't know. Keep it for a little while. And he's like, okay, um, a day, a month, a year. Like, when can I throw it away? And I was like, that's me. Cause I'm like, when can I throw this stuff away? And so I keep some cards and things like that, but I'm like, for what am I keeping these for? I have birthday cards from like when Thank I turned you. 21. Thank you. Yes. John threw all of them I away. have them, but I really want to throw them away. Like just all the letters you wrote me. I'm like, what am I keeping these for? Take like, I want to just throw them away. <laughs> but I'm like, you probably will be like, what happened to those letters I send you when we 50 years old? And I'm like, oh, shoot, I threw them away. <laughs> Take a picture. I'm yeah, like, you, you can just scan them. Yeah. Scan them. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'll do that. That's a good thing. idea. Because I'll be good. like, shout out, John. I hate, I hate <laughs> clutter. I want to throw I everything don't, away. That's the thing. I don't like clutter. And I don't like it at other people's spaces and in other people's houses. And I'm always down to help other people clear their clutter. But here, don't come in. Don't touch it. Don't let me do it. I'll get to it. Even my kids' stuff, I'd be like, I had threw so many bags of toys away. <laughs> They'd be like, where's this? It's gone. Yeah. You put it away. It's in the trash. In the trash. I will keep, yeah. I keep the big things that I'm like, okay, y'all can play with this. But once you start having it all over the place, that's why they have a playroom. Like, I try not to look in there because I'll throw everything away. <laughs> I just be like, don't wow. don't look, don't look. Mm-mm. And then if I tell them to clean up now, they'll just dump everything in one box, which is okay. At least I can see the floor. But I'm like, it's not really, y'all not really cleaning up. Like, I have all this organization stuff for y'all to put stuff where it's supposed to go. They just like, she don't see it. She's not going to worry about it. Let's throw it in this box. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it works. because. I wanted to throw stuff away yesterday, but yeah. I didn't. It's hard, man. It is hard to throw stuff away to get rid I of stuff. I do it. Shoot. That's the, and that's the thing. People are always like, oh, I'll help you. I'm like, I don't want help. I don't want help. Because... I didn't say I'll help you. I'll do it for <laughs> you. No. I don't need you to watch me. I'm going to be like, <laughs> this looks useless. Throws in the trash. <laughs> useless. Like, I, has she ever touched this? Probably not. Throws away. She ain't never worn The us. anxiety. Mm. Oh man, yeah. My dad, he like he'll take a bunch of stuff that is junkish. I mean, it's useful to somebody, like books and things. But when am I gonna touch this book again? Never. Yeah. Right. So let's get rid of it. He'll either ship it to Nigeria and be mm-hmm. like, okay, they can figure out what to do with it, or he'll just donate it, yeah. which is good too. Like mm-hmm. you can always donate, and yeah, that way donors. you feel like it's not a waste. But yeah, that's if what it's not up to par, I'm gonna throw it away. Yeah. There's one organization that I I do donate stuff to every year. And so I'm trying to make it more of a more than once a year thing. Cause usually it's just like, okay, by November, December, I have a a stack of boxes or whatever to send out to them. Oh no. But I think yeah, throughout the year I can be like, Hey, come pick this up, come pick this up. And I think also having the business that I do like has helped me a little bit too because it's also not helped me because it also means I buy more stuff, but it's helped me in the fact that I'm like, okay, this can go to a second home. It's good enough. I could sell it or I'll just be like, okay, this is good enough. I don't want to sell it. I'd rather gift it to somebody or give it away. So yeah. it's helped me kind of get comfortable with releasing things in a interesting way. Um, Cause I'm not just giving, giving it away for nothing. Like I'm giving it away and I'm getting money for it or I'm giving it to somebody and I know it's going to get used properly or, or again, or make somebody else happy. So I think that's helpful my, for me processing, like how this is letting go of things. But like I have movie tickets, I keep what? cards. Yes. What? 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I he keep, was like, I was relating to you. But that's to the, crazy. Yeah. I keep movie tickets. I keep cards. I keep manuals to stuff that I buy. I have oh, a folder. My husband used to keep those. I threw all them away. I'm like, Google it. No, no. they're not even going to read this manual. You're going to look it up online. You're right, though. You're absolutely right. Cause Throw I it do away. That. First of all, you're going to find a YouTube video and find that you literally can put the daggone model number in a YouTube video and it'll tell you exactly how to do it. And that's what you're going to really use. So throw it away. Facts. <laughs> this is a message to my husband, too. Stop keeping stuff. Because I'm going to throw it away anyway. I really have a stack of papers in my office that I go through probably every time I go through my papers and I, I just like, okay, I'm gonna come back to this. If I could throw away like, like <laughs> my marriage certificates and stuff, I would because it's junk. Like it's just paper. So now I have a, I have all this stuff kept somewhere. So much. You have, that's the only thing you have to, but I can't just get a digital one and send it to them because they true. want the original. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, we need an original copy for what? It came from online. They printed it. Right. Do I even know where ours is? I'm pretty sure it's not. Yeah, I think I know where it is. Passports, is it- like all that stuff is. Put it on my phone. I they supposed to be doing an ID card soon, like digital driver's license. iPhone has it already. iPhone has it for. Okay. Uh... <laughs> Does every can everyone use that though? Like every if state? you no like if you go if you get pulled over, will they take your iPhone ID? I feel like they would have to. Because it's if if the law has already been passed and they're they're now able to do it, I think you they still have to accept that it's on your phone. But there's also that part that came out of uh, the 2020 part of how how safe is it to hand your phone over to an officer because yeah. of all these other things that are at play, especially if there's foul play mm. suspected. I send you a copy, like a, <laughs> yeah, like a Snapchat copy. Or they could like maybe scan it or something True. from the window. Don't grab it. Just yeah, that was right the other thing. People were like, "I'm keeping my mask on. I'll show you my stuff through the window." I I miss people being more careful about their germs. I think I miss that about quarantine. There's like, still some people like if I go to certain stores, I still will wear a mask. Yeah, I've been trying not to be so paranoid, but. I feel like every time I am not paranoid, then I feel like my throat might be itching today. <laughs> like, I still end up being paranoid anyway. Yeah. As an immunocompromised person, I think it just made things more scary for me. Because I feel like in my 20s, I just lived my life as far as like, if I die, I die. And then once I made it to 30, I'm like, huh, I guess I still got life to live. Well, let me protect it. <laughs> and so I just, I don't know. I think realizing like how crazy COVID could have affected my system in particular. And then I'm already at a disadvantage being immunocompromised. I was just like, Mm-mm. I'm going to do whatever I can to like keep myself safe. Um, one thing I still do. Oh, I'm sorry. Are we still going? No, go ahead. I was just making sure everything was still working. Yeah. One thing I still do is I use my own cart. Like I have my little rolling cart. So whenever I go to stores, I prefer to use that one. Like, I loved that during COVID. I was like, oh, don't worry. Don't even slice all y'all little cart down. I got my own. <laughs> Get out. That's cute, yeah. though. Mm-hmm. Oh, I use my little, I have a little cart thing, the one that Marcus has. Mm-hmm. I got one for Christmas, and oh, I yay. used it the other day. Like and, a wagon? Yeah. I felt so grown. I was like, look at me with my little wagon. And you got to stress my back. Right. <laughs> I got two little wagons now, but they, like, 
for your kids. For the kid. Well, I got one and it was missing a part and Target was like, keep it. I was like, oh. I'm like, that's your $200. What I was def- it missing? We bought the part it was missing. <laughs> now I have two. I was about to say, I fix it. No, I, <laughs> we definitely bought the part it was missing. They yeah. were just like, yeah, keep it. Because I think, wow. I don't know if it was, was that during COVID? I don't remember why they didn't want it back. But I'm like, y'all just get the little part. Y'all gonna give up two hundred dollars for this one dollar part? Yeah, I take it. They ain't worried about it. They weren't. That they was really a, they. Weren't. They counted as a loft as a write off. So, yeah, that's the good thing about ordering online. Whenever you order online from stores, they're more inclined to be like, keep it. Yeah, versus take mm-hmm. it back to where you got it. There's some stuff I bought, and then I tried it on because my thing is like, if I don't like it, I'm not gonna sell it. So. I was like, I don't like the way it looks. I don't like the quality of it. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to return it. And they were like, here's your money. Keep it. And I was like, so I get to sell this for free? That's the problem with Timu. Girl, they let you keep everything. I'd be like, these shoes are too small. Keep it. I mean, oh, I need to give you those. Come on. Sell them. We can. We can. They kid kid shoes. It don't matter. There's a market for children on there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, all the stuff I bought for Hezzy on there, some of it wasn't fitting. And they were just... And the, the... let me not give my my uh good tips on on the, on the podcast. <laughs> People be like, she playing the system. I save it for later. Yeah, Fair enough. Do, after I want after it. the camera. <laughs> right, right, right. Hmm, tell us more. Yeah, but uh, I think we've covered quite a bit in this episode. A little random, a little fun, a little all over the place, but still, that's a great how episode. quarantine was though. But it really literally, was. literally, all over the place, all over the place. Yeah. I think people's lives changed world changed we changed some most of it for the better yeah Yeah, i think so yeah well thank y'all for watching remember to like comment share and subscribe follow us on instagram and the rest of the places too and everywhere else we are love y'all see y'all bye